Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. And now it's time for FinCast. Boom shakalaka. Wide receiver and fan favorite Brian Finneran is talking Dirty Bird football. Powered by Scana Energy, the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons. Looking for Finneran who leaps into the air, a touchdown. FinCast starts now. All right, you are tuned into a very special edition of FinCast brought to you by Scana Energy. And it is special because we have a very extremely special guest uh, with us today. A gentleman whose records, honors, and achievements are longer almost than the football field. Mr. Eric Dickerson. Uh, how are you today, sir? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great now that, uh, now that we're talking. Uh, but my first question, and a very important question, is how are you feeling these days? And what would it take to get you back in a Falcons uniform? Because Lord knows <laughs> our running court could use some help. <laughs> what uh, I, I gotta bribe you with there? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think they're signing sixty-year running backs anywhere in the NFL. Nowhere. I just, I just don't see that happening. <laughs> but, well, one, one, one can, uh, one can dream. I was, I was young when, uh, when, when uh, you came over to the Falcons and finished up. But I still remember my dad being really excited about it. So, you know, uh, here we talk, we talk a lot of Falcons football, but. We're really privileged to have you here with us today, sir. And I know we got some cool that you're doing that we're going to get to in a minute. But let me ask, lead off by asking you this. And I know that this is a topic of your career that has probably come up here and there. But uh, enough of the trans a and I wanted to ask you more broadly, college players being paid, how do you feel about it? And how do you feel that the way it's going to be going about being done now is, uh, is, is being executed? Well, I don't know how they're doing it right now. But I think it's way overdue um, because um, – you know, the universities are really run by the football teams. I mean, for that's where the, the income comes in, the big income. Right. Um, you know, when you look at, you say, I'm going to say the big schools, University of Alabama, Clemson, Texas, uh, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, USC. Mm-hmm. I mean, those don't, it's, it's because of the football program. And, and Georgia over here, you know, we're, we're, we're yeah, a right, Georgia right, station, right, right, RBU. Right, exactly. right, University of Georgia. I mean, you know, you, 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 uh, you look at that and, I don't think you've ever seen a, a hundred thousand people at a, at a at a tennis match or a swim match <laughs> or a baseball game. I mean, and let's just be honest. Let's be honest. I mean, and that, no, and that's, that's it. I mean, very true. And uh, I mean, so I think it's I think it's this way overdue. I think to me, you know, you talk about the NCAA. I, I've, I've I've never liked the NCAA. I think they're a bunch of criminals. I think that the, the, it's like the NFL. I think that the the, the kids are. Uh, the, the the prostitutes and and, and the NCAA is a pimp, and, and that's what it is because they they've exploited these young kids. The first thing they say, oh, you get a scholarship. Well, look, without these young athletes, there is no football, there is no baseball, there is no basketball. You have to have the athletes, and I feel like they should share in some of the revenue when they take and sell a jersey. Um, you know, they they take it, or the Heisman Trophy winner, whoever there's a guy that they like. That at one point, that guy for you, I was Todd Gurley. You know, in right. Georgia, you know, and you take and sell his jersey, but he gets nothing off of it. I mean, why not? I mean, I just feel like that. And look, these kids aren't getting rich. <laughs> I mean, it's just a, it's just a, it's just a start. I mean, 
because when I think when I was in college, I mean, you didn't have money to take a girl on a date. You could, how did you go take her on a date? I mean, you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't bring a uh, a, a girl on a date at the campus to take it to to the cafeteria. <laughs> so well, even the I ones, just, some of the stars, I think that that have would have an opportunity to, like you did to go on and play in the NFL, but then something happens to him. Like example, I think it was Marcus Lattimore at South Carolina who had a horrible injury, and then that was taken away from him completely, and then the completely. earning opportunity is gone altogether. Right. So I just feel like I just feel like it's way overdue, and like I said, I don't know how they do it. But I think these young men and women also, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm like, them should 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 receive some kind of compensation, you know, for for what they're doing. And it's 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 it's, it's fun. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, I think a sport is is it's a blessing to be able to play sports. Right. But you should get some compensation for making the university uh, money for it also. So you should be compensated. Well, I at least personally completely agree. So uh, the next question I want to ask you in transit with your career, uh, you were taking the second overall. Uh, you don't see running backs go that high anymore, and then you don't even see them usually, at least, last as long as you did in the NFL back when running was much more of the of the game at the time uh, during your career. So what do you attribute all that to other than just a natural evolution of the game? I mean, you had a great, long, obviously, Hall of Fame career. But wait, why are we not seeing running backs go as long, especially if they're being used less? Well, I think one thing is is that they put this stigma out there that you know you you know you can get a running back you know you know in the draft anyway you get in the second round third round and and, and, and you know you can you can have multiple backs you can have multiple players multiple backs but let me tell you something it's only a few guys that are special it's only one Barry Sanders right. it's only one even Derrick Henry you know it's only one Walter Payton OJ Earl Campbell it's only it's only it's only a handful of those guys. You know, you can get a guy or two guys that, you know, that can kind of fill a position, but they're not dominant. They're not a guy that when you go into to set your game plan, that they have to say, look, this is a guy that if you give him this lane, he's going to kill us. You know, you, 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 you can't do that. You can't, you got to stay in your position. You got, you know, that's the guy, that's the kind of player that gets drafted in the first round. You know, who was the last guy like that you think drafted in the NFL? Um, what was, what was Saquon Barkley drafted? What, what, what was he drafted? A couple of years, uh, three, four years ago. Yeah, but he, he was a he was high first round pick, like very high. I think I think probably Saquon was. I mean, I think the last back that was really high was high in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and 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 I'm gonna tell you, even when they, when they drafted, I'll never forget it when they drafted him. And I said, man, I said I like him as a player. A lot. I see he's very talented. I see man, he's some of Barry Sanders. I said, but the team he's going to, I see he's going to get hurt. And he ain't going to, he's not going to last long. <laughs> and, and, and that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I mean, because cause you got to understand, man, those guys out there, they're hitting. I mean, they, 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 people understand those guys. And I'm just they're pros too on defense. Those are professionals. Those guys, they pay yeah. to hit you and pay to stop you. Well, and, go ahead. Sorry. So, and so I just, I just feel like that. You know, it's it's just lost in translation. Like, look at Derrick Henry. Look what Derrick Henry has done. I mean, and and he can and, and they didn't give him the, the the opportunity early. You know, they keep brought him on later. You know, when he when they came, he kind of came the guy. So you see what he can do if you have the right guy in place and if you have the right offense in place, the right offensive line, because you're gonna build your team. To, the most good football teams are built with an offensive line or a defensive line. That's what they build with. Now you take it. You want to get you a good running back. A quarterback, fine, but you got you're gonna have one or the other. But I just feel like you're gonna be successful in the football. I saw you saw it last night with San Francisco and the Rams. 
Yep. When you run the football, it, it changes the dynamics. It, it changes all the dynamics because you, a guy has to – I have to pass rush, have to, and then I have to run after you. Running the football, it's a lot harder when they run the football. It just it just is. A, but, you know, I just feel like they, they've they made the game. It's almost like – it's not pity pad, but it's not it's not as physical as, as it used to be. I mean, it's just, it's just not. And you can call it uh, evolution. You know, it's the changing of the guard. That's part of it. But, you know – I think if you get that right guy, the guy that, that, that you know, can do it, mm-hmm. then, then you can draft him high. I mean, if I was coming out and I was the same guy I was when I was in college and I was, man, I could dominate again. Oh, give me an offensive line. Give me a, give me a, give me a, 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 a Tennessee Titan offensive line. Oh, I would kill it. Well, I, I I wonder how much of that is attributed to the fact that no one has ever run straight up like you did. So. <laughs> but uh, I don't think that anybody would probably, uh, um, however little or much they know about football, would argue that it starts and begins, ends at the at the line of scrimmage. And you know, just to use a local example again of the Falcons, and we do talk like a lot of Falcons on this podcast is the last times that we've really been successful is or when we came close to making a uh, Super Bowl run or did is when we had. Michael Turner and a good O line, and Devontae Freeman and a good O line. Right, you got that. You right on. You just said you said it perfect. And, and right, the last time you made, made a real run for it was, was back then. And, and you can have all the Julio Joneses you want, but if you don't have a run game to go along with it, it's not going to get you too far. It's not reaching far. Matter of fact, I, I had a conversation with, with uh, this was about a month ago. Myself, uh, Hall of Famer Lawrence Taylor, and Bruce Smith. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about they were talking about somebody was talking about you know the, the the running game, and I asked both of them. I said, man, let me ask you a question. I said, what if you didn't they didn't run the football at all? And both of them said at the same time, not <laughs> one run. I said, yeah, not one. Now, oh, it's all man, we love it. He said, we love it. If you don't run the football, not one. I said, yes, we. Oh, it's all that would be. He said that would be the greatest day ever. Pass rush was going to pass rush then. Pass rush, don't, you ain't got to, I don't have to worry about the run. I don't have to worry about a draw. Or do, nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would, that would be great. So, I mean, that's just how to turn the NFL into, man. They, want, they, want, they, they don't want a 17-10 game. They don't want a 7-3. They, want a they want a 45-44. They want a 52-50. That's they want to see. Well, um, segueing out of that question, sir, let me uh, let's get to what you know, the reason I know that you were just dying to talk to me, but uh, but let's <laughs> let, let's let's talk about you. You're doing something pretty cool with NFTs, and and that's coming up tomorrow. Uh, this podcast is going to come out on uh, today, Tuesday, uh, the 16th, but tomorrow, Wednesday, November 17th, you're doing something pretty unique. And I only personally recently learned about NFTs, so I guess not only tell us what you do, but what NFTs are. Well, first of all, I'm not an NFT expert. Let's get that out there right now. I'm still, I'm still learning about NFTs, you know. And uh, my my university, SMU, is doing an NFT with me. Um, we have a uh, legendary um, collection. Uh, the auction um, starts. I think it starts this. Well, I think it starts tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, you have, I think you have uh, 24 hours with the, for the first one, and I think the second one um, is uh, the one-on-one, which I think that's the Hall of Fame edition. You have 48 hours for that one. I think the person who buys it, the one with the first one, they get a chance to go to, um, to Las Vegas with me at the College Hall of Fame. Will meet me there and, and get the College Hall of Fame. Oh, uh, but but the NFTs, man. I mean, it's, it's a, I think it's a great concept. It's a great idea. Like I said, I'm not. You but know, it's like it's almost like digital trading cards, right? And it's kind exactly of mixed with exactly a stock. Like so, it's kind of worth what someone's willing to pay for it. But you own this little. 
thing that is it is either a piece of art or a song or it, but it's basically something that is relates to blockchain so that it's also stock esque and that it's because increases in value the more someone's willing to pay for it kind of thing. That's 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 really kind of it. But really, it's like the you. It's, it's like let's just use a trading card. It's like this old trading, like the top trading card. Right. That it's it's, it's really digital. It's digital. So mm-hmm. it really is never going to like it's not. Oh, you can't. You can't. It's not going to be bent. It's not going to be damaged. Right. It's going to be digital. So I mean, in, in a sense, that's a that's a lot better. But um, I think it's a great idea. And like I just told you, I'm I'm still learning more about NFTs. It's, it's you know so much. You know you can do with them like the blockchain and i'm not, not just learning about blockchain <laughs> oh yeah that stuff blows my mind I, I'm, <laughs> I, am, I am not an nft expert so you know without you go to you can go to smunft.io smu.nft.io .io okay smu.nft.io and that starts tomorrow right that starts tomorrow right they start tomorrow wednesday november 17th you got it so for 24 hours with the legendary collection, and then uh, the one-on-one uh, for 48 hours with the 24 uh, for the 48 hours post-seeding that 20, first 24 hours. That's 24 hours. Awesome. Uh, right, you got it. Cool. Um, all right, then we'll we will re- come back to that again at the end of this. And I, I just had a few more uh, questions for you. It's not every day I talk to Hall of Famers. I, you know, Brett Favre was in here, and uh, you know, I I told him, Brett, you know, I, you had him sign this Falcons football, and I said. Brett, uh, you know, we just like to remind ourselves as Falcons fans that you were once a Falcon. <laughs> and he laughed and goes, yeah, I guess it counts. Um, so <laughs> so similar, similarly, sir, you you know, you finished as a Falcon. And, and like I said, I remember my dad being really excited about it. And it was like, Eric Dickerson's going to be a Falcon. Um, and that was back in the early 90s. Uh, so so we count you. We count you among our people. Um, <laughs> but. Let's talk about more. I had a cup. I had a cup. I had a cup of tea there. That's about yeah, it. <laughs> a cup of coffee. Is a you know we're we're the Atlanta Braves station here, uh, and uh, so we we as a common baseball term. I had a cup of coffee up in the big leagues, right? Uh, so yeah, you like what four games? I think it was. Yep, you got it. You got it. Well, uh, not to uh, not to belittle your time as a Falcon, um, just like Brett's, but um, let, let's talk about more of the modern NFL and, and what you're seeing this season. And, I mean, we, like you said, you touched on it. L.A. lost to San Francisco last night. If you had given me $10 or a million, I would not have put money on San Francisco to win last night. Uh, and we're, we're seeing a lot of this in the NFL this week. Of course, not the Falcons. They got blown out by the Cowboys. But we're seeing a lot of weird wins, uh, you know, or underdogs winning. What does that it, you know, and I know the NFL prides itself on parity probably more than most other leagues. What do you attribute that to in the modern day, or at least this well, season? Let's talk about the game last night. Uh, first of all, that is a big-time rivalry game, going back to even right. before, we, before I played there. I found that out of my rookie season, how big a rivalry game that is. Um, and I knew that this would be a tough game for us. I, honestly, and I hate to say it, I didn't think we'd win. I just didn't. They beat us, I think, the last five or six times in a row. They run the football extremely well on us, on the Rams. They mm-hmm. seem to cannot stop what they do for some reason. Um, Kyle Shanahan has figured out McVay. Uh, and, and when you jump, and they jumped up on them 14 nothing. oh, I said, this game is over. This game is over. The I mode mean, was going in the right direction for them, huh? Oh, and it was going the right direction because they couldn't stop them running the football. I mean, that's just, that's just football. That's football one-on-one. But the way they ran the football last night and the way they've done it the last I'm serious. The last four times they played us, it's not the first time. The last four times, mm-hmm. it's been the same. It's been the same story. They they jumped out, and they just ran the football down our throat. 
and and and, and they're gonna they gonna win the football game by doing that. And then we play from behind, and the minute the Rams get behind, they panic. I, I've seen it, I, and I love our coach, but I just see him panic, um, and just going just throwing every snap. I think we ran the ball, I think nine times uh, last night. Yeah, right. panics and panics that goes to pass only, huh? So uh, I, I will say, as an Atlanta fan, at least it's better than panicking with a lead. <laughs> it's all right to panic with a lead, I guess. You had to leave the Super Bowl and y'all panic. You oh, tell, just to tell you, yeah. Hey, at least we have a World Series now to uh, to make up for that a little bit. But uh, um, let me ask you this: So, if you, you know, and I know this is a broad stroke question, I guess, but uh, I, I honestly would have picked the Rams in the Super Bowl this year, and maybe that still happens. Um, Cardinals, it looks like there's a lot of talent in the AFC this year. Who are your picks for we're seeing uh, going down the stretch and maybe even in the playoffs? I mean, in the in the Super well, Bowl. Well, you know, I, I won't say Super Bowl is a little too early. I think everybody wants you to pick that, that team. Yeah. How can you pick a team? Because you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, guys, well, that's you know, and that, even to the point of my last question, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, you just you just never know. I mean, right now, I think when you look at the, the guys, the teams that are playing very well, you'd have to say the Green Bay Packers are playing very well. You'd have mm-hmm. to say Arizona's playing very well uh, in the NFC teams. Uh, you'd have to say the Dallas Cowboys are playing well in the NFC. The Rams were playing well. You know, they lost two in a row, which is unlike, you know, you, you hate to say yeah. it, but, you know, they, they, they've got they to they tighten stuff up. And I think that, look, we're, we're still in a, in, a, in, a, in a learning mode with, with, um, with our quarterback. I mean, you know, this is, this is his first year. Right. I mean, this, this, he hadn't had been here for a long time. I mean, the guy just got OBJ. They just got Matt Stafford. I mean, we just got Von Miller. I mean, we're still in a, yeah. in a learning I think that, you know, it's it, believe it or not, I mean, it's just not about running, hitting, and tackling. You have, it's continuity. And I think that after a while, I think the continuity will come, you know, with, with the Rams. So let's hope they can get that, do a better job there. In the AFC, I mean, Tennessee Titans look tough, man. I mean, I like them even when they, when they had Derrick Henry, they were really tough. Mm-hmm. But this, this is a football team to me that will hit you in the mouth, old school football, run the football, and they play great defense, and they hit you on defense. Well, uh, they don't do anything fancy, uh, and so I mean, AFC. Look at you. Look at Kansas City. Kansas City. They they look terrible. They beat Green Bay two weeks ago. They look terrible. They look they look great playing against the Raiders. So, I mean, it's, it's wide open. I just say it's wide open. I see. I, I see it. If you want, when you get to about week fourteen, thirteen, or fourteen, you have a you have a better idea. I think. Yeah, I'd agree. And I and, and like I said, you know, the NFL prides itself on parity, and I think this season more so probably than we've seen in past years. Uh, but you know, I like what you said about continuity. Uh, you know, we, we see it every year the Falcons change uh, OC. Uh, it takes one year for Matt Ryan to get right, and then he's a badass again in the second year with that OC. So I think continuity actually goes uh, uh, underrated as a uh, valuable tr- trait for a team. So, um, I, again, I, kn- I know this is probably something you've been asked a lot in your career, but how how do you, you don't have to go through the whole history, of course, with the Pony Express, but you still talk to those guys, and Craig James, are you all close? And is most definitely, most definitely, yeah. Good. Hey, Craig, very, very close. I, I just got the phone with a couple of other guys, a couple of guys I play with. Um, you know, one thing I can say about our football team at SMU, we had a very close-knit football team, right. a very close team. I mean, all of us guys stayed in touch uh, as much as we could in different parts of the country. But, yeah, Craig was one of my good friends. I mean, Craig was a guy that I played with. I have a lot of respect for him um, and, by, and vice versa. I mean, he only lived – about 20 miles from me in, in, in back when I went to Texas together. I mean, he lived in Stafford. I lived in Seattle. Okay, I didn't know so, that. Uh, yeah, so so um, most definitely, yeah, we, we keep in touch. And, you know, i got to say, for, for me, you know, going to SMU 
and I think for Craig too, because Craig was he was going to Alabama at first. That's why he was going. He wanted to go. To I did Alabama. not know that either. Go, Interesting. Yeah, yeah, and I and I want I want to go I want to go to to OU, and mm-hmm. what what made Craig go to SMU was his wife, his his, his girlfriend was it, and she's his wife. They've been married, you know, <laughs> I think four years, but he, he ended up going to SMU because because of Maryland. And for me, my mother, my grand, my great aunt, who she was like, look, son, she said, you a Texas boy. She said, stay in the state of Texas. Well, I'm not going to be flying to no Oklahoma. She said, you ain't going to live in Oklahoma. And I'll never forget, she said, she said, what about, what's that kid name up the street? Craig? I said, yes, I'm Craig James. She said, y'all go to SME, y'all can start something. She said, y'all could be the first. I said, and they'll be talking about it forever. And I got to tell you, man, she was she was right on with that. Cause yeah, she was. About the Pony Express. You know, like it was a couple of years ago. Well, you know, being being from Texas, it, it, whether that's the Midwest or the South or some version of the South, I'm sure you know that, that college football is religion here. And I grew up in a Georgia household where it, it was Herschel Walker, Buck Blue, and then Jesus in my household, sir. And, uh, <laughs> and so I know you know right around the time uh, you were at SMU, of course, Herschel was uh, – you finished just behind him, I believe, not to rub dirt in a sore, a sore wound or anything, but uh, with the Heisman. But, you know, the, that was the exact same thing. Herschel and Buck, both from Georgia, went to the school and started something special. The fact that I even know – what the Pony Express was <laughs> goes to show, I think, that how special what y'all did. <laughs> um, but right. so uh, let me uh, finish up by asking you too, and I'm sure you, again you probably haven't asked this a hundred times, but most special or most proud achievement you had in your career? Well, let's go back to one thing. You talked about Herschel winning that Heisman Trophy. Yes, sir. I always tell, tell her, I say, Herschel, that was my Heisman. I said I was the better player that year, and I always tell her, I said, man, I said that was my Heisman Trophy. Uh, I don't think people don't realize it. Herschel had 105, I think 115 or 20 more carries than I had. You're right, that's right. Uh, well, you had, were sharing the time. Yep. Yeah, he, he had 115 or 20 more carries than I had. I, I think I had 1679. He had 18-something. He had beat me by 150 yards. I had seven yards to carry. I scored 17 touchdowns. I said, now, any other, any other place, I don't want the Heisman Trophy. But Herschel deserved the Heisman his freshman year. He should have been the first freshman to win the Heisman. For sure, it was no doubt he was the best player in the country then. But anyway, that's yeah. what it is. Well, hey, I also yeah. work with a uh, uh, I work with Joe Hamilton, uh, quarterback at Georgia Tech uh, in the late '90s, who finished second to Ron Dane, I believe it was in '99, and he should have had that Heisman too. So, I, I, so, so we all we all we all got those got got those. But but like Mr. Hamilton, you are a college football Hall of Famer as well. So. Um, then let me ask you: there might not even be one, but do you have a, a regret or um, or Something you'd wish you'd had a chance to do over, even. No, not really. Uh-uh. No, I just feel like everything happens. It, it happens like it's supposed to happen. Um, you know, for my in my pro college career, the greatest moments. I mean, I had so many moments. I mean, so many great moments. I mean, in college, I think one of one of my most satisfying moments, for sure, is no doubt, was when we beat University of Texas uh, my sophomore year. Um, we hated Texas. We still hate Texas. <laughs> Because they, they, when they recruited me, I'll never forget the recruiter came to my house. And uh, I was really interested in going, I, I, I like Texas. I didn't love them. And, um, but I really liked OU. And SMU was, SMU was uh, probably my second or third choice. And um, when the recruiter, he pulled me to the back. He said, hey, son, let me, tell, let me talk to you for a minute. Let me explain something to you. We know you like OU, blah, blah, blah. He gave me this spiel about OU and talked about Barry Switzer in a, in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Uh, USC, he said, you know, you like USC, that's way in Southern California. He said, SMU, he said, let me tell you something, SMU will never beat us, ever, as long as you're there. 
And he said, if you don't consider your state school, when you're out of school, we can make sure you don't get a job in the state of Texas when you get out of college. Get out of I'll here. Never forget, I'll never get that man saying that to me. But he said it to another, he said it to another guy that I talked oh. to today, too. I am strong. He said it to him, too. That was there. I guess that was their ploy. I said, really? He said, yes. I told him. I never got told him. F you. I walked out. <laughs> I told my mother, I told my mom, my grandma, I said, make them leave. And she said, what? I said, my Yeah, rightfully okay. so. Damn. Yeah, she, said, well, she said, nice meeting you, gentlemen. You know, and, and then it was Fred Akers, the head coach. He didn't hear me. Fred didn't hear him say this to me. And so uh, she said, what did that man say to you? And I told her what he said. He said, oh, hell no. You will never go there. So that's why I've always hated Texas, you know, for that reason alone. But the beating Texas my sophomore year, they were ranked number two. I think we were ranked number 20. 20th. They killed us our freshman year because we were a bunch of young kids. But we, we went down to Austin and put it on them, 20 to 6. And for me, it was just the most satisfying win, I, I think, ever. For me, you know, and I mean, we beat them my senior year. They beat us my junior year, nine to seven. But, you know, that that, that year was just, it just made it so special because I never forgot what that coach said to me. Then the pros, I mean, I had so many times in the great moments in the pros. I mean, my rookie season, rookie of the year, then play of the year, uh, rushing for 2,000 yards. Yeah, you know, breaking, one, of, one of only eight, right? Yeah, right. You know, made breaking, breaking my, this guy who I always looked up to uh, was O.J. Simpson. I met O.J. on my recruiting trip to USC. And I told him, I just, you know, I, you know, I didn't, you know, if I was, I just said something to him. I was just, you know, I'm going to introduce myself. And he said, they recruited me. I said, yes, sir. Uh, what position? I said, running back. And I told him I had 2,000 yards in high school, and I'd like to break his record one day. And he said, okay, <laughs> well, good luck with that. <laughs> and think about it, you know, I think it was like 14 or 15 years later. Wow. I mean, so on the whole, I did. So. Did you, you know, ever get a chance so, to remind him, hey, that was me, that kid you met? That- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I still talk to him. I'll see him when I go to Vegas. Uh, most definitely. I'll tell him. He said, man, I don't remember that. I know he wouldn't, but it's just one of the things he That's awesome. Um, all right, Mr. Dickerson, well, then hit me one more time with what we're doing with the NFTs, and we'll close out with that. Well, okay, you got the, the legendary uh, selection with the NFTs auction. Uh, it starts, I think, tomorrow, the 17th. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it lasts 24 hours. Uh, that's called a legendary edition, and it's an, it's an auction. And uh, the one-on-one is the Hall of Fame edition. Uh, you got 48 hours. That's the, you buy, if you buy the first one, that's the, the number one uh, NFT. You get a chance to come to Vegas to the College Hall of Fame. I guess sit with me at our table that we have there. Uh, and because SMU is doing, I'm so proud of my university that they, they back this 100%. And uh, if you want to look it up, it's smunft.io. So smunft.io. SMU.nft or SMUNFT? SMUNFT.io. Okay. Right. Awesome, Mr. Eric Dickerson, number 29, College Football Hall of Famer, Pro Hall of Famer. Uh, thank you so much for your time, sir. Really, really a pleasure talking to you. And uh, go support him in SMU, smunft.io. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. All right, Eric. Have a good night, sir. Thank you very much. Okay. okay. All right. Brought to you by Scanna Energy, the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons. Fincast is hosted by Brian Finneran, co-hosted and executive produced by Tyler Nelson. If you'd like to reach out to the show, email Tyler 
at tyler at 68thefan.com. FinCast is hosted by 68thefan on thepodcastpark.com and is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Opening and closing music by Atlanta band Gringo Star and their song, I Will Not Follow. Thanks for tuning in to FinCast. We'll see you next week. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hi, I'm Mark Beckham with Atlanta Ramjack. We specialize in only foundation repair. What is foundation repair? Foundations sink or settle. These issues need to be addressed. It only becomes more costly the longer you put it off. What is the biggest cause of foundation problem? Either poor construction, inferior site preparation, or weather. Drought causes cracks in your foundations. If you see any signs of foundation issues, please contact us at atlantaramjack.com.